0: Now, here is Dr. Paula.
1: Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word To your friends, relatives, and colleagues, a special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Ghana, Nigeria, and South Africa, and in the states of Kansas, North Dakota, and Pennsylvania, and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners, because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit as a top show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story in the name of an archangel or guide to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually to open your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these words with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. People who are grateful are happier. Manifestation is most successful from an attitude of gratitude. Start and/or end each day reciting or writing the things for which you are grateful. Include what you usually take for granted, like breathing, shelter, food, seeing, hearing, and so on. During the eight years I've been on the air, I have suggested many ways to become more grateful. Here is a technique that will help you become grateful for your most challenging experiences. Begin by identifying a traumatic experience from any point in your life that still causes you pain. Before bed, write down one reason each night for 33 nights that you are grateful for that experience. The gratitude could be something meaningful you learned or a way that you grew in self-compassion, wisdom, patience, or in some other way, or how you became more resilient or developed grit because of that experience. Or maybe it set you on a spiritual path which brought you many blessings. Or maybe in the process of healing you had some profound experiences or met some amazing people. Be as specific as you can. Details add to the feeling of gratitude. Over time, we can learn to be grateful for all our experiences because they all helped us become who we are. They drew out our inner strength and gifts that we would not have needed to express otherwise, like the piece of coal that becomes a diamond under pressure more people are starting to have extraordinary experiences and access higher dimensions because we're shifting from fear-based third dimension earth to love-based fourth and fifth dimensions. As part of this shift, more people are noticing that we can communicate with animals. In the last session with my dog client, Her parents said she was much more relaxed and was responding well to my suggestions. So we spent most of the session complimenting her and celebrating her growth and eagerness to change her behavior behavior, to help make her family more peaceful and happier. Her mother said that after the session, she started walking taller, assuming a stance of pride and self-respect. She said it inspired her to feel proud of herself for her own progress in healing. Her mother also said that she was implementing my suggestion of talking to her dog as if she were a young child, explaining things to her and helping her understand how the human world works, what is expected of her, and why. For instance, she might say in a quiet voice, Please be calm. That's just the mailman delivering a package. Or, I have a business call to make now and I need you to be quiet so I can have this important conversation. The dog has been responding extremely well and the excessive barking has stopped. She appreciates being included in the family as a sentient being who is capable of feeling, thinking and learning. When she knows what's going on, she is happy to help. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose love over fear and live the live the true values of 2022: acceptance, compassion, kindness, diplomacy, harmony, balance, and peace. As we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life, and let whoa, excuse me, and let it go, we open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. We discover peace by staying in the moment. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Dr. Dilip. J. Justy, who is here to talk about understanding wisdom and how we can all become wiser. After our episode last week with Dr. Kak Young, I received the following email from Barbara. I loved your interview with Kak. I always gained some important insight into our surroundings after listening to her episodes. I have felt a connection with the large fruitless mulberry tree in my backyard and have even defended it when my husband mentioned that we should consider removing it. I looked up its spiritual meaning and learned that the mulberry tree encourages us to enjoy the abundance of life and revel in the gifts that nature and trees provide. It's such a prominent presence in our yard, and I love to sit under it and enjoy the shade it offers. I can't wait to spend time going through the process Cack shared of communicating with the tree and finding out what it needs from me. Thank you for having her on your show to help me understand and appreciate the beauty and meaning of trees. You're welcome, Barbara. I'm so grateful you saved the mulberry tree and are learning how to communicate meaningfully with it. If anyone missed this episode or wants to listen, again, I encourage you to click on the episode link on this page. For more on the communicating with nature, please listen to some of my previous shows like September 9th, 2021 with Pam Montgomery, Plant Spirit Healing, Communicating with Plants, July 21, 2016 with Tamarack. Song, Communicating with Nature, and July 23rd, 2015, with Sandra Ingerman, Speaking with Nature, Awakening to the Deep Wisdom of the Earth. Listen on demand to these shows, ones you missed and those you want to hear again. Listen when it fits your schedule or when you need healing, hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need. Just know I'm here for you, even in the middle of the night. For added value, read my blog titled, Prophecies to Help You Be Prepared and to Heal the Earth, posted in May 2015, which reminds us that together we form a global community and have a lot of power. We can come together and create more positive energy to help heal the Earth. Here is an excerpt. We use the term Mother Earth, but do we really understand that the Earth is alive with a heart and a soul? As such, the Earth is a living entity that absorbs our energy. All the negative energy is overwhelming the Earth, and she is trying to cleanse herself so she can refill with love, just as we sometimes get sick to remove the negative energy that has built up within us. We have learned that positive thoughts create beautiful crystal formations, and negative words and thoughts create ugly ones. We know that when we send loving thoughts or say loving words to plants, they can grow and bloom without fertilizer and in less than ideal growing conditions. We know that prayer can help people heal from disease. This information provides the hope and proof that we can impact the outcome of predictions by helping to transform the negative energy that Mother Earth is trying to release. We all have an opportunity now. Now to take responsibility and to help the earth and our fellow human beings across the globe. To read the whole blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Also check out my YouTube channel with 68 videos, including my video titled, Dr. Paula Joyce Speaks Her Truth. Access Your Limitless Higher Self, which explains that your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. And through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. Because of the numerous traumas we are experiencing, like the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the pandemic, climate change, social injustice, mass shootings, and war in the Ukraine. We are all living with fear, anxiety, and PTSD. Instead of feeling helpless, know that you can create peace in the world by increasing your own inner peace. We are the point of change. Heal yourself and you help heal the world. Let's send love and protection to ourselves and to the Ukraine now. Imagine a big pink heart like a balloon surrounding yourself and then see another one surrounding the Ukraine and all its inhabitants. This is the universal pink heart of love, and it was infused by the divine with love. Allow yourself to see it, feel it, and or just know it's there. Instead of obsessively obsessively checking the news and increasing your fear and anxiety, do this simple technique – Every time you think about the Ukraine, the mass shootings, abortion rights, and everything else that worries you, please share this technique with friends, relatives, colleagues, neighbors on social media and do it at home with your children. Love is the great healer. You can also surround others with the universal pink heart of love anytime they need protection or love. Now let's do the affirmation to release fear and anxiety and create inner peace. Say it with me now, peace in my mind, peace in my body, peace in my spirit, peace in my soul. I repeat it like a mantra when I'm taking a walk, standing in a line, sitting in the dentist chair, falling asleep if I wake up in the middle of the night or go into fear or anxiety about the Ukraine or anything else. Let's do it one more time. Peace in my mind. Peace in my body. Peace in my spirit. Peace in my soul. Now for my silver lining story. As I mentioned last week, August 4th will be the last live episode of this radio show. All my 400 plus episodes will still be available on all the services that provide podcasts like Pandora, iTunes, Spotify, and your personal favorite. One of the best silver linings of doing this show has been my healing from the freeze response that has plagued me most of my life. In fact, it was while preparing for one of my episodes that I learned about the freeze response to stress or fear. It was the first time that I understood what had been happening to me because of the abuse I experienced since early childhood. I was so afraid of speaking my truth, not being liked, offending someone, or being criticized or shamed that I would freeze and not be able to say anything. Over the eight years of doing this show, I have noticed a gradual change in that behavior. I stopped evaluating every thought before I said it. In fact, it was just last week that I noticed a new freedom in my conversation with no self-questioning, just a free-flowing exchange with my guest. To feel that level of comfort was a revelation and a blessing. I'm grateful to all my guests and the staff at Voice America who helped me find my voice and share it with the world. And I thank all you for your love, support, and loyalty during this phase of my journey. I'm not going away, I'm just shifting gears. I have some books to write, new methods of couples coaching and dog coaching to present, color yoga to establish, expansion of my business coaching, and more. I would love to continue growing with you, and I hope you want to continue growing with me. If so, please stay connected through my website, drpaulajoyce.com, social media, and my newsletter, or contact me for one of my services or to create something together. And now it's time to introduce our guest, Dr. Dilip Jesty. Who's the Senior Associate Dean for Healthy Aging and Senior Care, Professor of Psychiatry and Neurosciences, and Director of the Center for Healthy Aging at UC San Diego? He is past president of the American Psychiatric Association. A neuropsychiatrist specialing in geriatric issues, Dr. Justy has spent more than 20 years studying aspects of healthy aging and the neurobiological roots of wisdom. His book, Wiser, the Scientific Roots of Wisdom, Compassion, and What Makes Us Good, was voted one of eight must-read books. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to drpaulajoyce.com or click on the link on this page to follow us on social media and I'll send you uplifting messages. While on my website, learn more about my two on-demand guided meditation videos on discovering your past lives and awakening your inner angelic light body. Participate at your convenience from anywhere in the world, Or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is, what are you grateful for that you are just now realizing? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Dilib Justy, who's here to talk about understanding wisdom and how we can all become wiser.
2: out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session.
0: Three four six nine one four one. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now back to uplift your life, nourishment of the spirit.
1: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, and I value what you have to say. So please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you thought about what you're grateful for that you're just now realizing. And I'm grateful to welcome our guest, Dr. Dilip Jeste who's here to talk about understanding wisdom and how we can all become wiser. Um, I'm so grateful to have you on the show, truly, because the information in your book is is not just life-changing. It can help to change the world. And so would you talk to us a little bit about what wisdom is?
3: Yes, sure. So, first of all, Paula, I want to thank you for having me on your show. Um, I've heard uh, several podcasts that you have done, and I found them fascinating and enlightening. And you are doing a great job in uplifting people's lives and nourishing their spirits. Uh,
1: Thank you so so, much. I really appreciate that.
3: Sure. Thank you. Uh, So, wisdom. Wisdom has been an ancient concept. It is there in practically all the religions and philosophies. But science and research on wisdom have been more recent. Over the last 40, 45 years or so, there have been empirical studies of wisdom. So your question, what is wisdom, is really important. Wisdom is a personality trait. That means it describes a typical pattern of behavior in an individual. Just like resilience, optimism, extroversion, these are traits. Wisdom is also a trait, but it has several different components. And there are seven components that we include in our definition. So first and foremost is pro-social behavior. That means things that we do for other people rather than selfishly for ourselves. And pro-social behaviors include empathy and compassion. Empathy means understanding and sharing somebody's emotions Compassion means acting on that and helping somebody else or another group. So empathy and compassion are the single most important component of wisdom. The second one is emotional regulation. That means control over our emotions. You know, think about a teenager, a typical teenager whose emotions fluctuate from hour to hour, and sometimes minute to minute. And now, think about a wise, older person, who is calm, controlled, doesn't get referred too easily. At the same time, he's generally happy and contented. So, there is emotional regulation with happiness is the second most important component of wisdom. The third one is self-reflection. That means ability to reflect on ourselves, look at ourselves, try to understand ourselves. Often, when something goes wrong, we tend to blame others or the environment. Instead of that, we can think about, what did I do that was wrong, and how can I do better? So that is self-reflection. So these three are among the most important components of wisdom, but there are also others. One of them is accepting uncertainty and accepting diversity of perspectives. A wise person is typically humble. He or she doesn't think that they know everything, they actually realize how much they don't know. And they're open to listening to other perspectives. They may not agree with those, but they can understand there may be some logic behind those perspectives. And in today's world, unfortunately, this is one, one of the things that we are lacking as a society. Uh, the world has become so polarized in different ways that accepting or being even open to different perspectives has become rare, and that needs to change. The next component of wisdom is decisiveness. I talked about accepting diversity of perspectives. That means we agree that there are different, there may be different solutions to a problem. At the same time, we cannot sit on the fence. We have to make decisions when it is needed. And decisiveness does not mean making quick decisions. Not at all. What it means is making decisions that are based on rational thinking. So we think about the pros and cons, and then we make the best decision. So that is decisiveness. Then comes social advising. A wise person is wise because she or he helps other people by giving them advice when they have a problem. You know, it is like the village elder or the senior statesman. People go to them when they have some conflict that they don't understand and they need to get out of that problem. So wise person is somebody who would give them advice which is in their interest. wise person doesn't give advice for his or her own sake, but rather really to help others. And finally, there is the components that is somewhat controversial, but I think it is important, that is spirituality. Some people think that spirituality is a component of wisdom. Others uh, don't think so. And again, it's a difference in perspective, and that's okay to have. So what is spirituality? Yeah, I know, Paula, your session focuses on nourishment of spirit, and I really love that uh, component of uh, your talk show. Um, To me, spirituality is different from religiosity. You can be an atheist and still be spiritual. Spirituality, to me, means feeling constantly connected with something or someone that you don't see or feel or hear. Some people call it soul. Some people call it spirit. Some people call it consciousness. Some people call it God. And that's fine, whatever you call that. But if you feel that you're constantly in touch with something or someone that you don't see, you're not likely to feel lonely. So that's the plus for having spirituality. So those are the seven components of wisdom. Again, pro-social behavior, empathy and compassion, emotional regulation, self-reflection, Accepting uncertainty and diversity of perspectives, decisiveness, social advising, and spirituality. So that is the definition of wisdom, as I see it.
1: So, and 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 you have um, such important information about how we can grow our wisdom. I mean, I think. Some people think it just happens. Some people are wise, some aren't. And I think sometimes we misunderstand that just because somebody um, draws a crowd that they must be wise. And that's not necessarily the case. So I, I love the definition, which can help us to understand when somebody is just charismatic and, you know, draws us to them emotionally but doesn't really share wisdom and and so we can be more conscious about the choices we make of of who we listen to but but how do we then if we're not naturally wise or if we didn't grow up with people who were wise and, and and shared that wisdom with us, how do we develop these characteristics and qualities?
3: Thank you, Paula. That, that's a very important question. So wisdom, as I said, is a personality trait. And most of the traits are about 50% determined by our genes. But it also means that 50% of a trait is determined by environment and behavior. And you see that with other traits also, like resilience, optimism, extroversion. You see families in in which everybody is pessimistic or optimistic. At the same time, you also see increase or decrease in these traits over lifetime. So part of wisdom is inherited. And you can see that sometimes you see young children who are very wise for their age. But it's also important to realize that wisdom can and does change. Wisdom can increase with experience if we use that experience properly. With age, naturally, experience has come. Some experiences are adverse. Some are positive person who wants to be wise will use those experiences positively and grow from them. Paula, you mentioned about the difficulties you had, you had in your childhood. So those were the adverse circumstances. And yet as an adult, you use them to grow, become happier and also make other people happier. So that's an example of how one can use experiences of different kinds adverse or positive, to increase their own wisdom. And that is what a wise leader should be doing, which is communicating the qualities of wisdom that I mentioned, from empathy, compassion, emotional regulation, self-reflection, to others. Of course, you have to embody them in yourself, and then you teach others. The good news is that wisdom can be increased. There are a number of studies, including some randomized controlled trials, that have shown that one can increase empathy and compassion. One can increase emotional regulation. One can increase spirituality. We actually published a large, what is called meta-analysis of uh, Studies that looked at strategies to increase components of wisdom, and we found there were a bunch of different psychosocial therapeutic techniques that help in increasing components of wisdom. But how do we apply it to our everyday life? Right, that's the question, and that's an important question. So,
1: okay, and and it's a big forms. one. So. I'm going to interrupt you there so we can go to break and come back and talk about this um, without getting interrupted because this is so very important. Thank you so very much um, for for being on the show and for sharing all this information that you have worked so hard to gather for us. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows, and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem solving process from my best selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align and integrate their conscious and unconscious mind, their heart and mind, and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. While you're listening to the commercials, please think about how you can increase your compassion. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Dilip Jesta to talk more about understanding wisdom and how we can all become wiser.
0: 346-9141. You may also send an email to dr Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now back to Uplift Your Life. Nourishment of the Spirit.
1: If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, The Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you thought about how you can increase your compassion. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Shekinah can help you. And I'm so grateful we're here with Dr. Dilip. talking about understanding wisdom and how we can all become wiser. Um, We uh, interrupted you just as you were beginning to share uh, what we can do every day to increase our wisdom. And so please continue this information. We all need it.
3: Thank you. Yes, so there are things that we can do in our everyday life, that could help increase our wisdom. One of those is something you mentioned, Paula, at the beginning of this uh, episode, which was gratitude—the importance of gratitude—and often people use something like called gratitude diary, that before going to bed, write couple of things that made you feel grateful. The only problem with that is that writing in a diary uh, often becomes boring and then people stop doing that. So the new strategy is called three good things. So at the end of the day, before going to bed, think about three good things that you did or that happened to you in the last 24 hours. And the good thing may be that you help somebody and you feel proud of that. Or somebody help you and you feel grateful to that person. If we do that every evening before going to bed, three good things, then what happens is that becomes our second nature. We get up next morning and start thinking about what am I going to think about three good things at the end of the day. I need to have some three good things done or happened to me during the next 24 hours. So that's the important part, which is thinking about this and making it your second nature. Another example of this is volunteering outside your job, doing something to help others. Of course, we are all busy, and but one can do that on a weekend or a couple of evenings. Examples of these include um, helping people with dementia in a nursing home or helping disabled children or children with autism and autism spectrum disorders. Their help is greatly appreciated by sufferers and their families. Another thing I stress is to meet people on a regular basis, who are different from us. People who are different in age, for example. Younger people should meet older people, and older people should meet younger people. We should meet people uh, of different skin colors. Even people of different political perspectives. Because understanding different perspectives, where they are coming from, is really important. We don't have to agree with other perspectives. We can hold on to our own values and perspectives. But on trying to understand others is really helpful for improving our empathy and compassion. As I said, today's world has become too polarized, and we need to get out of that. One other thing I stress is self-reflection exercises. You know, these days, most of us are quite interested in doing physical activity. We go to the gym or at home or we go for a walk. And that's a very nice habit to have, say, five days a week, you go for a walk. Why don't we do the same thing for wisdom? Why don't we set aside time for wisdom exercise, say, four times a week? For example, we can say that every other day, we set aside half an hour in the morning while we are eating breakfast or lunch or later in the evening, doesn't matter when, fixed time. And there, you don't do anything except to think about what happened in the last couple of days. Whether that made you feel happy or that made you feel stressed out. If we do that on a regular basis, we'll understand ourselves better. So these are self-reflection exercises. If we understand ourselves better, we can improve ourselves, right? Before we can improve ourselves, we need to understand ourselves better, and so we need these kinds of self-reflection exercises. Occasionally, you can do that with somebody, with your spouse or partner or good friend. Share with them, and they will share with you their self-reflection, so that's also possible. So these are the things that are relatively simple, but we need to make them habits. You know, just like heavy exercise on one day is not going to make us stronger. It is regular exercise more often that helps. The same thing applies here also. So
1: those
3: are the
1: strategies. I was just going to say that I love what you're saying, and and I just want to emphasize with self-reflection that I and I know this is in agreement with what you believe, but I just want to emphasize that that it's not just it's it's not for assessing blame, it's for looking at ourselves and understanding who we are, as you said. And then tweaking things, making adjustments. Maybe we didn't like the way we acted in that particular situation. And think about and even see ourselves and hear ourselves handling it differently and making a commitment to ourselves. Not that we're bad, but that we didn't like that, that didn't feel good to us. And we want to improve that. None of us are perfect. We all have areas, even the wisest and calmest among us, have areas that we need to improve in. And so it's just a matter of allowing ourselves to see the truth and doing things better each time.
3: That, that's a great point. I agree with you fully. Um, so one last thing uh, I want to mention is I talked about improving wisdom at individual level. But we also need to do that at the community level, societal level. During the last two, three decades, I think the overall worldwide happiness has gone down a lot. Even Gallup surveys show that that the level of stress, anxiety, depression has increased. The number of suicides in the U.S. increased by 33%. The number of opioid-related deaths increased tenfold just in the last two decades. The average lifespan in the U.S. fell for the first time before COVID, was in 2016-17. So there is something happening that is making us angry, depressed, almost hateful. That needs to change. Really, we need to incorporate this component of wisdom at the community and societal level. Luckily, that is beginning to happen in some way. For example. There is something called compassionate community movement, started in New Zealand, now it is in Europe, and hopefully it will come to the U.S. soon, where the whole community, including local governments, businesses, academics, and lay people, they get together and think about how we can help some of the most disenfranchised segments of the society, such as homeless people. I really think this is important for us to come together and act as a group so that we can increase the societal wisdom because that is what will make us happier. And if we are happier, that will make us healthier, we'll live longer, and that cannot happen unless we make those changes at individual as well as a societal level.
1: That's really powerful. Can people ask, where can people get more information about developing a compassionate community?
3: So, I mean, if you Google, you'll find um, information on compassionate communities and there are other communities also. There is something called Age-Friendly Community Movement that the World Health Organization started and the AARP is participating in that. And again, you can... Google and look at age-friendly community. And this is something where local governments, businesses, and others get together to make the society and structure helpful for older people, so older people can travel, they have opportunities for learning new things, opportunity for leadership. And again, that can apply to other communities also. That can apply to marginalized communities, racial, ethnic minorities, LGBTQ, and so on and so forth. So I think it is really important that we all get together to think about helping the groups that need help and that can do so much for the rest of the community.
1: I love it. Thank you so very much. This is such important information and action that we can all take in our personal life and on a societal level. Thank you so much. And I encourage everyone to purchase Wiser, the Scientific Roots of Wisdom, Compassion, and What Makes Us Good. There's a wealth of valuable information that we all need. And I encourage all of you to also go to Dr. Justy's websites, Dilip, D-I-L-I-P-J-E-S-T-E-M-D.com and WiserTheBook.com. Thank you again and many blessings to you. And I thank all thank of you, you for... You're welcome. And I thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on social media, read my latest blog, and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, Past life regressions, reading tarot or the Akashic records, or sponsoring one of my experiential workshops or speeches, such as overcoming abuse, discovering hope and silver linings, opening new chakras. Authentic Leadership, Building Healthy Teams are the ultimate creative problem-solving process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person, over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. Okay, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to Archangel Shekinah, who oversees gratitude. Ask for her help daily, in addition to whoever else you pray to use your own words or say something like, Archangel Shekinah, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me be grateful. You can even be more specific and say something like, Archangel Shekinah, I give you permission in a positive way only to help. Me be grateful for every experience in my life. Pay attention to sign synchronicity and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please listen next Thursday when Michelle Neff Hernandez will join us. To discuss how to rediscover yourself and heal after grief and trauma. And on August 4th, for our last live show, when Judy Wilkins Smith will be here to discuss Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformation through disentangling multi-generational patterns. This is Dr. Paul, your CM or chosen mom, is designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember. You are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week and a year of love, harmony, and balance.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life